Hey everybody, um, I'm just kind of wanting to get on here and share some today. <clears throat> it's been kind of a frustrating day between me and some other things, you know, happening in my life and I just have to sort out some stuff, you know, and uh, yeah, I do better when I talk out loud about it and I can bounce it off, uh, you know, an, a future audience at least. Um, Lately, without any other thing than reading that book about um, psychic abilities, managing psychic abilities, um, hang on, just a second. Okay, we'll start the second segment. <clears throat> Sorry, I had an interruption and I want to come back and maybe that's a sign I should put an ad in there because... Um, I have to be somewhere in a short period of time and I need to do a reading, but I wanted to do a short podcast to at least create something today. Some Somebody might need something I'm about to say and I have to think in that way in order to pull myself into the responsibility of doing it because I have to have a why and I'm not motivated enough to do it myself because I already know everything and I'm like, I have to think of other people and really that's new for me because... I haven't liked most people for a long time because most people are mean to me um, or they make fun of me or they, um, uh, <clears throat> well, it doesn't matter what they do. It's just that I'm, I'm sensitive and I'm becoming more sensitive. I think this book is like pulling it all together for me. And I'm like, maybe by the end of this book, I'll understand myself if I can carve enough time out for myself to do it and <clears throat> I can't do it in the presence of other people because I want to watch them instead or I want to play on the phone I have to literally put my phone down and stop because I'm so distracted and I don't have stimulants anymore and it takes a lot of fucking concentration for me to read and I only read two pages at the beach the other day and it's so frustrating to want to know something so bad and then somebody else could finish his book in minutes, you know. I'm dealing with some shit with that right now. And then I'm also dealing with <clears throat> my senses seem to be sharpening and I'm accrediting it to this book as well. Because with every word that comes into my consciousness, there comes a vibration of manifestation. You know, it's like plugging something in. and um, and then it has a circuit. A circuit has been created. And something starts to represent something. You know what I mean? And I start to, <clears throat> well, my brain starts to, I would want to say, kaleidoscope inside and shuffle things around. And then I have a general understanding. Because I have always pulled pieces of the mystical arts from many different religions and many different teachings from, like, everything from ancient aliens to... Um, you know, the Anunnaki and all of that, you know, and then you've got all the spirit science behind the chakras. I mean, spirituality is an expansive thing and everyone has a different experience of it. And you know what I say to you? I say to you, give yourself permission to connect to the, to the divine the way you choose to, because, and don't let anyone take that from you because that's the essence of you. Um, is your spiritual body and everything else follows that but we got to get in line with, with our higher path 
And I do believe these things because now I've been living it since I've been on Galveston. And I have still, it's weird because remember I told you guys that I was having this experience where spirit just told me to follow the blue line. And it kind of echoed over to follow your intuition. And I realized that it was just me and my intuition. And I wasn't even calling it God then. You know, I was just like, my intuition's all I've got. I don't know who I'm tuned to, but somebody's going to get me through this, you know, like, um, and I did it. Somebody did a force did, you know, and, um, I was so traumatized that I couldn't think straight going through the last two years. And I couldn't make sense of anything in my own head. I had to get here and settle down first, you know, and, uh, man, have I, I'm going to tell you the truth, y'all. I suffered a lot. My heart chakra has been on overdrive since I got to Texas and I never learned so much so fucking fast about myself. And, and then especially in the last few weeks, Everything I dip my fingers into, spirit sends it to me. I asked to look more attractive or feel more beautiful. And I found a skirt yesterday. And I'm like, I feel so good in this little skirt, you know. I feel like my femininity is finally coming forth. I never dressed like a girl. I was kind of a tomboy, you know. And I'm like, I could be really pretty, you know. And that, that deficit of not feeling pretty. I think that comes from the trauma in my childhood or not fitting in whatever, but I couldn't figure it out why I didn't feel pretty or I didn't, you know, I don't know. Definitely something tied into the way I look. Um, And I think that it has to be that trauma, the sexual abuse from my childhood that I don't care who the fuck you are. You don't tell me what, what I've worked on for years to understand about myself and put the pieces of the puzzle together about myself. Trauma, this book will tell you, and I'm like, this makes so much sense. It's like you have to observe things around you in a stronger way. You start to reach for survival skills when you have a traumatic childhood. So You will look for exit routes. You will look for, you'll listen more. You'll hear more. You'll see more. You'll smell more. You'll be like, this means this. You'll start associating like my mom and dad screaming with things hitting the wall and then me wanting to run away and like all of this shit, you know, like I was so super sensitive. And I think that um, I had a crush on the boy next door and he was black and my dad had a shit fit and moved us to um, suburban Ohio out there in Milford, Ohio. And then my dad was so fearful of, um, me dating a black man that he remanifested it again. My cousin, I went and stayed a night with her in Kentucky when we were down there visiting and she was dating a black guy. And then my dad got that fear in him again, reactivated, you know, and then, cause you know, that would be a racist worst fear, you know? And so then I, he said, there's two guy, two black guys in the whole school and I bet you fuck both of them. And I fucking did. I did, but they were 25 years apart. The first one took my virginity and the second one, um, 
I tapped that about two years ago when it was like unfinished business. We knew we liked each other, I think, but he was like a jockey kind of, you know, I care too much what people think kind of person. So, and I'm the chamber of commerce and, you know, blah, 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 you know, bachelor guy. <clears throat> but he's in Ohio, thankfully. I can't um, connect with that uh, energy anymore. <laughs> Um, but my dad said that and then it happened, it manifested, but I'm going to tell you guys something. I'm going to be vulnerable with you guys today. Cause I haven't told this to many people. <clears throat> you think if I haven't even got to tell you all about my childhood yet, but this will give you some taste of it. Okay. And then I'm going to get off here. Cause I promised someone a reading today. My dad, okay, he didn't want me dating black guys, right? And I was still running around at school with James's um, jacket on and, you know, meeting him under the bleachers and everything I could get away with in school, like skipping just so I could see him. And we would meet at like his mom's house or something, you know? And as long as I was on that school bus or somebody could get me to Janie Lane before, you know, my parents, you know, like found out and... I'd have to get there before a school bus and then walk up the street when the school bus went. You know, we were real, like, determined to see each other. And then one night I snuck out and my I came back and I went to see him. And it was, like, super late, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. I was trying to climb back in my window. Guess what? My dog had wanted in. So he was scratching at the door and I was not there to let the dog in. So my mom opened the door and I wasn't in there. So I was busted. And my dad, when I was trying to come through the window, um, he told mom told me, she's like, she met me at the window and said, just come around to the front. Dad's waiting for you. It was almost like a foreshadowing, like a warning. And that he must, he must've been hot before I got home. And this was all during the James period too. James Gordon. I'm sure everybody in Milford would be like, motherfucker. I knew it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he tapped so much fucking white ass in Milford. It's insane. Like he probably has like 12 babies, but anyways, um, there you go for taking advantage of me right there. That's, that's karma, bitch. <laughs> I got to serve it myself, but no, um, it was great. And I, didn't mind it at all and it pissed my dad off and it and sex felt good to me and plus I had all of that hypersexualism in my energy field since I was molested as a child the pattern was repeating starting with first grade when the guy humped my ass in the woods he like lifted my shirt or skirt up and like humped my ass in the woods and somebody had to get him off me um yeah and then I got paddled for that so there's my BDSM connection like getting beaten for a sexual conduct type of thing like and then it's like well you know then you have the entanglement between sex and like um black guys and this event happening again and <laughs> you know I think had a crush on Scotty and then my dad moved us out of Cincinnati but before we left Cincinnati, I got touched on a few times, you know what I'm saying, down at the elementary school. And so that was like a fear for my dad. And um, my uncle told us where to come move to. And but anyways, I got to tell you guys what happened. The night I snuck back in and my dad was waiting for me at the door. Um, 
guess what? He had a fucking loaded 357 Magnum and he lifted it up to my face as I got around to the porch and put my bike up, the wheel up on the porch to put, put it up there. My dad pointed that fucking 357 like a proud boy at my fucking forehead, okay? I'm going to tell you that's that was who my daddy was. He would have fit in perfect, you know? And he told me that he would rather see me dead than day-day nigger. There. My dad said that word to me. And so much hate rolled through my body for him. I mean, so much hate and just pure fire running through my soul for this man. And I... I looked at him and I knew he would never kill his child. He could never live with himself and he pulled it down, but that motherfucker clicked, clicked the barrel on me and shit. So you see why I don't like guns? When your own father pulls a fucking loaded 357 on you because you fucked a black man, then yeah, I'd say that's trauma too. But oh, honey, you ain't heard nothing yet. I have like four Lifetime movies rolled into my life, and this is going to be bestseller. You thought Harry Potter was big? Wait till this shit comes out. It's like fucking Fifty Shades. It's <laughs> That whole period was like, I should just do, I started a book like that, and it was fucking amazing. It was written like, like if I were written in medieval ages, like in clusters, and it made patterns, and it was just all the hate inside of me, you know, like, it was so cool. I wish I would have kept it, but. Um, I just wanted to delete that part of my life, that hate and that anger I had for that man. Um, it was it was horrible. It would have killed me. Um, but yeah, so I'm real funky about men. I am real funky about men. I, I will misinterpret you when you mean one thing. I will fucking read it different because I'm broken. You know, I'm broken right now for relationships and I'm trying to heal myself. But love is fucking hard. Even when you're loving yourself, it's fucking hard because I haven't been my own goddamn cheerleader for years. I've been leaning on other motherfuckers being codependent, you know, and now, now I get to break all of my habits all at once, or I sink like fucking Titanic. Okay. Cause <clears throat> you know, or work my ass off for $200 a night at a restaurant for the rest of my life. Like my daddy told me I was going to do like I was going to be nothing. And here I am, you know, did all kinds of stuff. Jack of all trades, master of none. My dad again was right. Your parents, what they speak over you will manifest because you honor it. Like you, you do, you believe your parents differently than you. You take that shit in when you're little, like, like it's fucking glitter. <laughs> like you just take all their words in for gold, you know, you trust it because they're the fucking people who take care of you, you know, and I'm like, they just put some horrible shit into my head back then. I mean, and I must have witnessed some fucking horrible at like arguments and shit. I can't imagine when I laid in the bassinet and heard my parents doing like yelling at each other and they were not quiet fighters. They threw and bashed shit every time. That's what they witnessed in Beattyville because my grandma who had, I'm going to repeat it because she deserves all this credit. Okay. I've said it before on this and I'm going to say it again. My family, um, my grandma and grandpa had like 12 kids and like two or three of them died instantly at birth. And my uncles and aunts are the ones who grew the fucking plants off the land that they brought in and like 
washed and cut up and prepped and <clears throat> dug up out of the ground. Don't forget, you got to dig them and pull them up. And that's hot work out there too. And all they had was a horse to pull that shit around on the land, you know, and, and till the land that way. And they fed their family right off the land, y'all. Like, it's kind of like they called it poverty back then, but it's called off the grid now. And I think that because there was no, um, like, preservatives or GMOs or any of that poisonous shit in it, like, going into the food that they ate, I think that's why my mom and dad's families are both really intuitive. Because the food is truly, like, rainwater organic. You know what I mean? And prayed over, prayed over by a faith-filled woman like my grandma. Like, but anyways, so all of this shit has poured into me. Like, I've been thinking about my grandma. I've been thinking about my dad. Oh, my God. And then I've been, I'm like decompressing in the middle. And then tonight I get to maybe go hoot and holler a little bit. So I'm like, I'm going to try to blow off some steam tonight because um, I just need to release all of this shit. It's come up. I just need to let it go, you know, shake it off kind of thing. And the the psychic abilities y'all if you are in if you if you're confused one bit get this book it's called managing okay that pissed me off cuz i set a timer for 2 hours down on the strand so i wouldn't forget to come back to the car before the 2 hours was up and it just cut me off on my damn recording i'm like motherfucker <laughs> but i had to come back and tell you guys the rest of the title um, you can find it on the internet, I'm sure, and it's called Managing Psychic Abilities, A Real-World Guide for the Highly Sensitive Person, and it's by Mary Mueller Shutan, S-H-U-T-A-N, <clears throat> and apparently she's written another book called The Spiritual Awakening Guide, and I'll probably, the way she's written this, it's so, like, layman's term, easy to understand. She's just got a really good understanding of, of, you know, well, probably what we would call is your awakening of your third eye or your opening of your third eye. Because that's what I think that's what psychic abilities encompass. It's encompassing the abilities of the pineal gland. And I think the pineal gland controls reality. And what rolls out of the pineal gland that we experience is very liquid and very quantum and it's very fluid and when you speak things into this fabric that we live in whatever it is <clears throat> it will come back to you energy wise so if you're sending out lots of good you should have lots of good coming back to you when you first start you may not see the payoff right away but I'm trying to do more things for other people because I've had to be survival missy you know, I got to come out of survival, Missy, and I want to quit worrying about shit at night. I want to quit uh, pondering things I don't need to worry about, you know, and worrying about stupid shit and trying to label myself or anything else to that effect. I'm just going to use what I have to try and help people heal. And that's all I have to do. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read my cards whenever people want readings. That's fine. But I'm going to start to push the forks just as much as I do with the readings because some pretty miraculous things have unfolded with the forks. And my roommate, Chris, can attest to that. He saw some things happening with his ex-wife. And I just did some work on Caitlin 
the other day, um, a person that he used to work with at a organization together. And she's a real sweet girl and super psychic, uh, very fluent in astrology, I can tell. So <laughs> I was already starting to ping astrology back to her when, you know, she, when we talked the first time. <laughs> and so anyways, you guys, there we have a good community coming together here in Galveston. Um, so many gifted and talented people on the strand and, you know, around the island as well, because these people are experts at what they do. They're experts at their craft and they're here for a reason. And we all have something to offer and bring to the table. And I don't give a shit what you call it or if you agree or if you like what I do. I can't do that. I have to go along with what God tells me to do. And when God tells me to do something or if he isn't judging me for what I'm doing, like I'm like it's supposed to be, then I shouldn't have a problem with any part of myself, right? And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to accept all parts of myself right now. And so today when I was down at the witchery, I went for three candles and I said, I'll know them when I get there. And I get down there because you can do more with a 33 cent candle than you could ever do with 40 days of manifestation and mantras and shit. <clears throat> If you're going in the right direction, let me restate that. Um, it can backfire, but it when when it does backfire, if it does, um, it'll give you a lesson. You'll see the lesson in it, and then you'll step away from that. You know, and that's the only reason that I think any kind of intuitive work or energy work with candles could manifest. Like it could be, um, I hear something sometimes when I light the candle, like a, a word will hit my mind, and I'm like. That's what I need to focus on. And it don't unroll until I sit down and do it. And I have to honor that part of myself. And that's my family's bloodline. And I'm Celtic. I'm Irish and Scottish. And who the hell, I know there's, let me mention the English. They're real funky if I don't say them. Like I can feel my ancestors saying, you better fucking say it. And they want me to say Welsh. And they want me to say, what is that word? Druids. Druids. There are druids in the family as well. Um, way back in time, <laughs> like in European days of our ancestry. So, and so many fucking pagans, we must have been loaded, okay? And my ancestors practice. You know what I'm saying? They, it was their thing. Like, that's why St. Patrick, as in St. Patrick's Day, came and helped banish paganism. Because, and I don't really like celebrating March the 17th no more. Because I'm like, you're bashing my family, motherfucker. You know, like you took the magic out when Christianity rolled it out, when they rolled that religion out to Europe. Like you would get fucking in trouble for for paganism and shit. And, um, you know, whatever. Who knows what happened? Because they burned witches in Salem. So it had to be just as bad or worse back then. So, um, yeah, when they were they were killing people to say we don't want you to know this, but the shit works. I have to share it with you that the shit works. And uh, I would advise you to be very careful if you dabble or you tread. And if you do, it probably means that you're you're either going to go in and you're going to be like, wow, this is for me. I, this feels like me. And you put on the glass slipper, the Cinderella slipper, and you say this fits. And that that's what happened with me. 
but if you don't resonate with it, then it'll re- it'll like repel itself from you. You'll know it immediately. This isn't for me. You know, there's nothing to be afraid of. You're not going to be punished because you tried. But um, for me, I was I was in the process of working with intention on my root chakra because I'm like, well, I feel like I'm working my way down because I let myself express myself freely in a sexual manner, in a healthy way for myself. So I was like, okay, I feel like I've balanced the past with that. You know, I'm okay with what I, what mess came out of all the people that abused me. You know what I mean? Like I didn't even, I participated in my creation, but I was pieces of everybody that had ever put their hands on me, you know? So it's like I had to cut a huge amount of cords all at once with my big spiritual, um, chainsaw. (laughs) And that was the day that everything changed my life. You know, like I felt a weight lift off of me when I learned about that. And it was at the psychic fair, Victory of Light in Cincinnati, Ohio, which is a rocking ass go, just go. You got to check it out. It's always packed. It's, it's going to grow even more. They're going to have to move it. Um, but anyways, um, you guys, I just want you to know, if you're listening to this, it probably, uh, it's attraction factor. Like you gravitated to this for a reason. So, uh, oh, and I got a cool little ring today that has Celtic knots around the pinnacle. And I'm like, well, this is about me. This is about my journey. And I want to accept that part of myself. I don't have to cauldron up right now and I don't have to broom up right now, but, um, when I get my own place, I will, um, express myself freely with spirit and meditate and, you know what I mean? Like, it'll be my sanctuary, you know? And I know that that'll come into being when it's supposed to, but I just, a psychic needs a break, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Like, I just have to have a break from all people's energies sometimes, you know? And if you need that and you're an introvert and you haven't learned to handle other people's energy in crowds yet, um, then just self-care as much as you can and take a deep breath and go because you can get through it. And we have to, we have to adult sometimes. And I don't even like going to post office sometimes, but you know, you have to just look past like what other people think of you and what you think of yourself and just, uh, follow your breadcrumb trail, like look for signs. Uh, where should I be next? Just ask it out into the air and then it will be shown to you and you'll feel it. You'll know, wow, this is it. This is what I feel like I need to do next, you know? And it was just like, you just needed that, that idea to come in, you know? And when you ask for it, the higher dimensions will always deliver. The universe always provides. And I think that's a great, great, great um, thing to understand is that you will always be provided for by the universe. Like God, Jaywah, uh, whoever else, Muhammad, I don't know, like Buddhism and Tao and all them studies and practices. Like, yeah, it works the same. It works the same because it's a universal energy. It's universal laws that you're learning to use that were set in place when God or whatever you would say, 
you know, put the universe into being because there's like you know, infinite amount of universes out there and we're only one that was created. So <clears throat> we really do have like a lot to be grateful for. And how do we repay the, the higher realms? Uh, people shooting the fuck out of children. Stop that shit, motherfuckers. Like, let's fight for, we don't have to fight for peace. Let's pray for peace. There, a big correction in myself right there. We have to focus on we want what we want to see more of. So we have to meditate on global peace. Okay. So maybe we can coordinate a bit for that and we can take at least five minutes, just five minutes of your time and or three minutes. I don't give a shit. Like maybe we can gather enough people to focus at the same time and just see white light around the planet, you know, and that would, I think things will start to tilt, you know, we're needing this consciousness to rise right now and we need to, to wish for our planet to succeed and for people to quit fighting in other countries and stuff. Like there has to be a way for us all to coexist and it's going to happen because we want it to <laughs> like a lot of us, a whole lot of us want it to. And it doesn't matter what the masses want or what the government wants because it will run right over that system. It doesn't matter how many branches it has. They will saw spirit will saw their tree down. <laughs> so, um, in everyone's highest good with grace and still keep peace on the planet. You know, um, we've been through a lot in the last two years. And if you're going through a lot still right now and you don't have relief, I am, I'm going to tell you that I apologize on behalf of whoever is hurting you, but you can't, you have to consciously say, no, I'm unplugging from this. I'm cutting this cord. I sever this cord forever with these people or this one person you have to consciously say yes I'm going to let go you you have to verbalize it or write it down because the universe has to have evidence in the physical that you say it's okay you know you want something to happen ask for it and then watch it unfold and it may take a little bit but it the universe always hears you and never fails to say yes but sometimes you have to look the other way before the manifestation can happen. And sometimes that gets to the point of giving up or um, breaking down, crying, or that that's what happens with me. Um, or like, um, this shit ain't real, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. But um, I would ask the person who hasn't tried to manifest that's listening to this today. If you would please try it, um, give it a shot. Just ask the circle something in a magazine and say, okay, show me what you got. I dare you to do it because the universe will deliver. So you get, you know, immediately that it's real. You can't deny it, that it popped in and you can do it time and time and time again. So it's just when I got to like this glass ceiling that I didn't know about with my parents' income and my income and. I, you know, I got to be guilty because I'm making more. I had to burst through that shit and break my own glass ceiling and let myself grow some, you know, you have to grow in the process. You can't stay contracted and want peace on the planet. You know, like you, it's a pretty far gap. You have to see, see these laws in motion before you can really, I mean, your energy counts. 
So point it in the right direction. Point it for peace and global peace. But um, you do yourself a dishonor if you don't believe when you circle the product or you don't believe. Just say just this once, what if it happens? And then you kind of take, um, you don't shoot yourself in the foot. Because you can block hypnosis. You can lay there and be like, they're not going to hypnotize me because you have free will. So um, I'm going to ask you to to make a list of things. And within six months, I bet all the number 12, two things a month. Do it six months and you get two things a month and make them believable. But a little bit out of reach at the same time. So try that exercise and message me on this show and we can even have yawn and talk because I'd like to hear about your experience and see that you're a real person and everybody else would like to hear it as well. So leave me a voice message and I can play it online and then we can bring you on. So um, please, anyone that has really good manifestation stories, come on here. The best proof is when someone else is excited and tells a story. So. We can preach it all day, but until it happens, you can't explain it. <laughs> so we don't know how it works and we don't give a shit how it works. It just, it works. So, um, yeah, keep going. If, if you're in a slump right now, you're probably blocking your own self. So consciously say, I'm going to let this shit go. I don't give a fuck. I never needed it in the first place. It was something you wanted, not something you needed. So just release it. And say, come back to me when it's a time that I will, that I will not resist it. <laughs> you know, like, because you, you have a choice, you can block it, you know, so you won't see the truth. And uh, I'm the one who's going to lay that truth on you and tell you. But um, I have to get off here because I have to do a reading and I only have half hour. But I have really enjoyed doing this podcast today. Um, I brought a lot of stuff to the surface for me and it made me feel better that I'm already helping people and sharing my fears with you all since um, you're not here and you can't help me. You know, I still have to go through this on my own. And I thought I'm not going to sit here and get funky upset because I'm gonna about to go have fun. And I'm not going to sit here and my feelings, I'm going to make a conscious choice to work this out and, and be in a good mood. So when I'm always working on myself as a person, but in the moment, when you start creating in the moment, that's when the magic really unfolds. You guys start to see some real next level shit unfolding, you know, like I'm starting to see some next level shit unfolding and it's kind of got me through for a loop and I've been on edge and feisty and sassy and weird lately. And I know the universe is going to provide for me. I'm not being a cunt. I'm just being, you know, like uh, maybe annoying to other people, but um, I have my own pile of shit going on right now. So I'm like, so sorry, Missy can't be positive 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> and I don't know who that was for, but wow, that was heavy. <laughs> um, but see, I, they don't call me psychic for nothing because I could feel that shit. I feel it in the air. I just reach up there and talk about whatever's coming in. You know what I'm saying? Y'all have to get a reading and I did not know I was that fucking good at mediumship, but spirit again shocked me. And I'm like, I guess I'm just that bitch. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a hundred percent that bitch for spirit. And 
I don't care anymore what anybody calls me or says I am or pretends I am in their own mind. I will be me. So, and I have to put my armor, my personal armor around my own heart. So I, I don't let people hurt me in that way. So just, you know, (sighs) haters, if you're a hater, um, go ahead and get it out. I wouldn't tell you to stuff it. I would say, get it out. Tell me all the reasons you don't believe and then try it yourself. (laughs) So, um, because if you come at me like that, then I've got a little bit of power to shoot back and make something happen for you. So, um, I will definitely return that energy back to you if you send me some negative shit. So, cause I always feel it. And that's what, another reason as an empath, I did not want to open up. So I didn't want to be vulnerable because it's scary. You know, you got to be tough to be an empath and share it with the world. So um, I just love to say I love fucking Louise Hay. <laughs> Louise Hay is like, tell everyone I said hi. And she's so freaking bubbly. It's like seeing my Aunt Izetta or something or Dolly Parton. She's like, real hi, y'all. You know, that's how Louise is coming through real, um, real quirky real fun, like just always giggling and smiling and you can't help be in a good mood around her. It feels like she's, she's an interesting character, but, um, okay, you guys, um, have a blessed day and I love you and I don't give a shit who you are. Um, but, uh, you know, love in a unity kind of way, you know what I'm saying? Cause we got this shit. I mean, we passed the tilting point. Okay. So Um, talk to you guys later. Love you. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Okay. Bye-bye.